The information provided in this podcast episode is for educational and entertainment purposes only and is in no way a replacement for a therapeutic relationship with a licensed mental health professional. Welcome, family, to another episode of the Minding My Black Business podcast. And we have a guest on our show today. We have Courtney Underwood, who has over 18 years of experience in human resources and leadership development. And Courtney and I had an opportunity to talk specifically to us solopreneurs who are trying to figure out how we might continue to expand our business during this time. Well, the answer might be getting the team together. So Courtney gives us some very valuable tips, how to identify what team members are needed, and how to get them on board in our business. Take a listen. Welcome to Minding My Black Business. Okay, family, welcome to another episode of the Minding My Black Business podcast. And I am excited about this conversation. Um, I think this is, this is going to provide a lot of answers uh, to where we are right now and, and even some steps moving forward given the current circumstances. Um, but before I get into all that, let me introduce our guest. Uh, so I want to welcome Courtney Underwood to the show. So welcome, Courtney, to the Minding My Black Business podcast. Thank you so much for having me. I am so excited for today's conversation. I know that we are going to get uh, knee deep into um, all things business and um, I'm excited to share, you know, some real fresh and honest perspectives perspectives today (laughs) well thank you thank you thank you i'm looking forward to it as well before we dive into the in the questions before we jump into them can you introduce yourself to the family and then let them know where they can find you Absolutely. So I'm Courtney Underwood, CEO and HR alignment strategist at Kassar Consulting. What that means is I help everyday entrepreneurs, business owners, and leaders learn how to build and manage their teams. I work with companies of all different sizes and all different stages from um, those just starting out to those that are already established and on their way. And you can find me online um, at Kassar Consulting. That's K-A-S-S-A-R consulting.com. I'm also on Facebook at Kassar Consulting Chicago and Instagram at Kassar Consulting. If you want to connect with me personally, you can find me on LinkedIn um, at Courtney Underwood. And um, I'm excited to really share insight and perspective about the entrepreneurial mindset and what it means to actually lead people. And um, my company, really stands in the gap when you think about um, human resources, because no matter where you are in your stage of business, um, you are going to need people, whether um, you're working with friends and family, you know, at the beginning stages to um, making your first hire to really leading a team. It's really all about people. You need people to scale your business, to free up your time, to increase your profits, and ultimately to get you the peace you need so you can really enjoy um, the journey of being a leader, manager, or entrepreneur. 
Absolutely. And we will have all those uh, links um, in the show notes so that people can um, continue to follow you and subscribe and get more of um, the information that you have to share uh, about the HR world. Uh, but, so I have a, a quick question for you. Just you, yeah. as, you as the entrepreneur, how are you doing in this uh, COVID-19 coronavirus stay at home life how how are you as an entrepreneur how are you doing well thank you for asking that I think it's important to acknowledge the times that we're in <laughs> um, because they um, absolutely you know uh, dictate a shift in the way that the world is operating right now so I'll answer that on both fronts you know personally and professionally because I believe in bringing your whole self to the table mm-hmm. so um, personally um, I had already you know kind of made the shift to working out of a home office so um, um, as long as we get some sun here in Chicago, I am okay. Um, the weather affects me more than staying at home does because I am big on um, sunlight. So going for walks, you know, spending time outside, those things uh, matter to me most um, rather than, you know, working at home. I've already, you know, kind of made the shift to, you know, managing my time and being effective and productive and serving um, some of my long distance clients virtually. So I'm already over that side of the hump. Um, Last week here in Chicago, we had a bit of snow in April and that was absolutely discouraging. Um, But I'm on the other side of that now and it is a bright and sunny 55 degrees and we will take it um so personally um i'm doing okay you know i'm being very mindful of keeping a schedule you know um staying uh productive and effective and really using this time professionally uh kasar consulting has um developed new offerings that speak to um managing uh a remote culture, you know, and remote workers and what that really means because there are so many people that are working from home for the first time mm-hmm. and you have to acknowledge what they're going through and what their experiences are um, in order to remain a successful and sustainable company. So um, I'm talking about, you know, what it means to manage uh, remote workers um, to, without nagging them, right? You know, because mm-hmm. you want to make sure that they're productive and accountable, but you want to know what that looks like, how to support them emotionally, how to still have those team building um, activities, even though everyone's spread apart, and um, really acknowledging and facing that this is the new normal. You know, so many workers are remote for the first time when they were told that that is just not possible. (laughs) So um, when you think about what going back looks like, um, it stands to reason that a lot of the workforce is going to want to keep this as an option. Mm -hmm. So you just have to be mindful of that. And so I want uh, companies and um, my clients to be proactive and really shifting the way they do business. Because there is no, oh, you know, uh, snap your fingers, things uh, get back to quote unquote normal. It's never going to go back to what it was before. And to think that is really naive. So um, I have some master classes and workshops that really speak to that. Um, so I've pivoted my offerings, but at the end of the day, it still um, speaks to the core of what I do. You know, I want to be an advocate um, for employees 
by speaking to the employers and making sure that they're set up for success. Um, so the top-down perspective um, really helps because if things are aligned at the top, then it stands to reason that it'll trickle down and um, employees will have healthy workplaces. So yeah, that's kind of what I'm doing. Um, yeah. And I'm excited. Um, a lot of interest, but again, you know, you just have to be honest and say, um, this is the new normal. And so what do we do um, as an employer to stay competitive, um, right. to um, be ahead of that curve? Um, right. Because, uh, you know, you have to think about it from an employee's perspective. You know, what if they asked for work from home benefits before and they were told uh-huh. no, you uh-huh. know, it's simply impossible, we can't do it. Um, but now, you know, everyone's doing it. So you right. can't say that, you know, uh, jobs are being redefined as we speak. So um, yeah, those are the kind of conversations I'm having right now. So professionally, um, I'm helping in a different way, but I am so excited to have these conversations because I want people to win, you know? Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So yeah, no, it's a long that. answer, but yeah. <laughs> I get it. I get it. You're right. You're right. Um, and, and I am glad to hear that you, you know, as the entrepreneur have been able to find ways to, um, sustain yourself, you know, beyond just working from home, but also recognizing that sunlight and being outside is really important to you. Um, Especially when you are in the, you know, business of people, it can, you know, having those boundaries around your time, protecting that your peace um, Mm. can sometimes be a a struggle. So I'm glad to hear that that's something that's already uh, on your agenda, uh, for sure. Yeah. Uh, So Courtney, how did entrepreneurship find you? Why, why did you choose this journey? Why did you? <laughs> <laughs> okay, so I love telling this story um, yeah. because it's not something I actually sought out to do. It did find me. Um, so I actually own a second business, uh, which I'll discuss briefly, called Passports and Purpose. Okay. I started it in 2016. It's a retail company that sells apparel and accessories um, with two themes, the Passports Collection, which is travel, and then the Purpose Collection, which is affirmation um, apparel. And it's thriving today. I still own it. And um, we've grown you know, year over year exponentially. So I'm grateful um, for that. And so while I was in you know that entrepreneurial space you know really uh, finding my way and figuring things out I met a lot of my peers and you know colleagues that were struggling with the business of people you know um, and a lot of them since they were my friends they knew that I had at that time 15 years of HR experience so you know they would ask me you know like how do I you know cut past the smoke in an interview and get to know the real person or you know I hired my sister but it's not really working now and I want to let her go but I want to hurt her feelings so how do I have that conversation or um, you know I just got a new grant you know, from a pitch competition, and I need to hire, you know, a dozen people. How do I do that quickly without sacrificing quality? So I was getting like all of these questions. And, um, you know, conversations turned into consulting sessions. And then consulting sessions turned into a full-fledged business because word of mouth spread really, really quickly. Mm -hmm. And I became, um, you know, known in these circles. It's kind of like the fixer, you know, (laughs) when it came to Nice, nice, yeah. 
And so um, it was, you know, at the end of the year of that year, I had like a stack of 1099s, you know, from helping and consulting with all of these different companies because, um, you know, my colleagues wanted to pay me and they wanted to do it by the book, right? So I had 1099s. And so um, I'm looking at this one W-2 for my day job, you know, versus all these 1099s. Right. And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. You know, it's tax time. I got to, you know, go legit, you know, actually make this a second business. And uh, it just grew from there. Um, so for a couple of years, I was doing, you know, exactly that, helping people um, privately through word of mouth only, you know, because my capacity was you know, uh, capped. I was trading time for money. Um, and so I realized that I wanted to help more people. I wanted to serve more. So I changed my business model to include, um, you know, virtual um, okay. master classes and workshops so I can help people by the dozen. You know, I do cap the uh, limit on my classes to about 30 students because that gives everyone a time um, to interact with me personally. Mm -hmm. um, but, you know, having courses and uh, digital libraries so people can um, set themselves up for success. I had to add all of those things in order to help more people. And so once those things were in place, that's when I made Kassar Consulting public, um, even though I had already been operating for two years. So I have my, you know, date that I founded the company and, uh -huh. you know, went legit. And then I have the date that I made it public to everyone. Um, and there's a two-year gap in between them. So it was um, absolutely, uh, you know, ironic when, you know, I announced it. And they're like, you know, congratulations. I'm like, actually, it's not new. It's just new to you. Um, I've been doing this for quite some time. But, you know, I didn't want to go public right away when I didn't have capacity to take on any new clients, right? Like, I felt that that was kind of a tease. I don't want to say, look at all this awesome stuff I'm doing, but not for you. You can't have it because I'm full, right? Right. So, um, <laughs> um, you know, once I uh, actually, you know, work with a consultant of my own and um, set up those um, other avenues to work with me in place, that's when I went public. Mm -hmm. And it's taken off ever since. So the root of it is really, you know, servitude, right? I am all about helping people. I'm about bringing peace um, to workplaces. It's the most rewarding part of my job, um, you know, getting those testimonials, you know, saying that, you know, things were so tense and toxic beforehand, but now I have peace. I'm able to focus mm. on, you know, what I'm supposed to be doing and, um, you know, things are aligned. That's why I'm very intentional about my title, you know, HR alignment strategist, because right. you have to have the right people right in the right position at the right time those are three different factors that people often overlook but if any one of them um is you know out of whack then it throws everything off so mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah, so that's how uh, entrepreneurial, uh, it found me, you know, yeah. Passport to Purpose is my creative outlet, you know, the brand is so much fun, you know, we have a thriving community, we have over 10,000 followers on Instagram, and um, we've had some celebrity partnerships, lots of press and endorsements, and we even released a new work from home collection, which is full oh, of just nice. you know, funny shirts, you know, yeah. to wear on these video conferences, uh -huh. Uh -huh. Um, you know, just because you're working from home, you know, doesn't mean that you can't put in a little effort in right so we have these fun t-shirts um that speak to that experience um 
But, you know, that's, like I said, it's my creative outlet, whereas Kassar Consulting actually is my purpose. Like, I'm designed to do this. I'm called to do this. And, um, you know, I've embraced it. You know, I'm walking in it. And it's um, it's so fulfilling. Mm-hmm. You know, people think um, HR is, you know, either two ends of the spectrum, right? They think it's either drama, right? <laughs> because you're um, yeah. putting out all these fires mm-hmm. or, you know, tedious. They just think of paperwork. But, oh my goodness, it's so much more. It's so much more. Um, you're, you're right. I mean, when we think about HR, we either see them at the very begin, beginning of our tenure at an agency or mm-hmm. when something has gone left, uh, then, <laughs> then HR. <Right. laughs> Yeah, so you're absolutely right about that, um, for sure. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. so that's how I got to where I am today. And, you know, things are growing, I'm always developing new ways to help people, like I said, with the remote uh, learning series. And, um, yeah, it's it's really taken off. I've been able to um, do so much in such a short amount of time since I made that leap and um, came out from behind the curtain as the one, mm-hmm. um, you know, doing all of these things. So, yeah. Well, that's, that's great to hear. That's great to hear. I'm, yeah. I'm curious. <laughs> do you think, I mean, given where we are now, um, yeah in the world and you know to use your words the new normal um what are your thoughts about solopreneurs which is a a large chunk of the listeners um so black entrepreneurs tend to be uh for the most part um you know i think the stats are like close to 90 percent solopreneurs so Mm -hmm. what are your thoughts about solopreneurs considering building a team right now like during this you know massive remote work force um things being furloughed people losing their jobs they're kind of being fun funding uh, but kind of not that's a whole nother conversation (laughs) 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 but i mean you know this is definitely part of the air we're breathing right now um so what are your thoughts about um that is this is this a time that solopreneurs should be thinking about something like that I would say absolutely yes, and I'll give a couple reasons why. Mm-hmm. Um, first off, I work with a lot of solopreneurs that are, you know, on the brink of making a hiring decision, and they've come to that conclusion because, you know, they're either burnt out or, you know, they have, um, you know, a bigger demand on, you know, whatever it is that they're producing. Um, but I always recommend that people hire proactively instead of reactively, because if you're hiring out of desperation, you're, you know, likely to make a bad decision. So, um, I would say now is the time to consider hiring um, someone for a couple of reasons. The first is capacity. Um, One of the things that I always address when someone's making the um, consideration on whether to hire someone Uh is do you have capacity to take them on, to manage them, to train them, Uh to um, are you prepared to actually have someone work for you? Uh Um, Because the focus is usually on what that person is going to be doing, but I always, you know, uh, hold up the mirror and say, no, no, no. What are you doing to make sure that they're set up for success? Like, do you have any training documentation? Do you have a clear idea of what you want them to do? Do you have um, a metric for what success looks like? You know, so you can hold them accountable to that. And a lot of times they don't. So now would be the time to get all of those um, pieces in place um, since it stands to reason that you have, you know, the entrepreneur, the solopreneur has the capacity to do that. Um, 
and then you're able to bring them on in a peaceful environment and train them up and you know let them take the training wheels off and thrive rather than you know waiting till everything ramps back up and then you're just kind of throwing them in the deep end of the pool um, because you're busy again so you know now is a great time because you're able to give the attention and effort that really bringing on a new hire successfully deserves um, to make sure that neither one of you is frustrated um, by a lack of communication in the process. The second thing is, um, and it's really, uh, you know, to piggyback off of the first is when things ramp back up, whatever business, whatever industry you're in, um, you already want to have the pieces in place. You don't want to, um, you know, all of a sudden skyrocket in terms of, you know, the demand and not be able to meet that because um, you were just kind of coasting uh, during this uh, shift. Mm-hmm. So in order to make sure that you're ready to come out the gate and hit the ground running and serve your customers and clients, you know, with the excellence that they deserve, you want to have your team in place now. You know, if you think that, again, you know, the new normal um, is going to be, you know, just what it was, no matter what industry you're in, you know, things have changed. And that can be a good thing um, in some cases, but you want to be able to capitalize on that. And, um, it's you can't do it alone you can't do it alone even if you're um uh, thinking about hiring a freelancer or intern you know you want to have someone else um with the keys to the kingdom because if you're a solopreneur it's very risky for um you to only know what it takes to run your business because if you go down for the count then your business is done right so there's um you don't have a transition plan you don't have any backups in place and so it may seem um like you can't you know necessarily afford to hire anyone but um the reality is uh you can't afford to keep doing this alone um because there's just too much risk involved, especially when you see um, the way that companies are, you know, making their decisions, like you said, with furloughs and layoffs and things like that. Mm-hmm. Um, that means that there are a lot of people, you know, looking for work. And mm-hmm. if you're hiring, you are actually able to probably get a higher quality candidate than you would in any other time um, because they just got laid off and they want work. So, you know, like if you want to kind of increase your candidate pool, now's the time because not that many people are hiring. So you're able to get a better candidate as well. So that's a third bonus reason for you um, when you really think about it. There are a lot of advantages. Yeah, that's a good point um, in terms of the the pool has expanded and uh yeah so i think we will probably find that there are a lot of um solopreneurs having you know having some time to work on their business but also this being a point of reflection in some ways we've been slowed down um Mm -hmm. even if we haven't been slowed down in the business maybe we've been slowed down in our personal life or whatever but the fact that we you know we just have we have more restrictions now. We've been slowed down in some respects. Mm-hmm. So for, the, for, for this group, for entrepreneurs, 
and they have been reflecting and part of what they've come to is like now it is time to to bring on a team member if they are you know some of the lights are coming on around um being able to bring people on board seems like a good idea right now and i like the idea that you've mentioned in terms of like planning for um uh monumental success on the other side of the the coronavirus um Mm -hmm. what are some important things maybe even three things that they should pay attention to or um know even before hiring their first team member oh sure so um the first thing that they should know like i said is to make sure that they are set up to actually have a hire um and so that means you know do you have training documentation do you have a job description do you have um you know metrics to make sure that you can hold them accountable um to what your definition of success is. Um, those are, you know, just three basic things that I think you need to have established before you bring someone on. Um, so it can be successful. Um, the next thing is, um, my policy is always to hire for attitude and train for aptitude, um, because not enough people, um, consider, um, soft skills, which is, you know, how you interact with someone. They only focus on hard skills, which is, you know, your capacity to do the job, right? So hard skills are defined as, you know, technical things, either you have it or you don't, right? So either, you know, Excel or you don't, either you're a graphic designer, you know, either, you know, Adobe or you don't, um, those are hard skills right but soft skills are you know how you communicate how you interact um, with someone because you can have someone that's great on paper but their personality just isn't a fit for you Um, and so my philosophy is always you know hire the person that is most compatible with your work style because you can train someone on a skill but you cannot train them to be um the right fit for your company company culture um so that's beautiful Courtney can you (laughs) can you unpack that a little bit I I, that hit me right yeah Yeah. can you um, (laughs) unpack that part a little bit just a little bit more about um, you know, focusing on the interpersonal pieces over the skill set. Yeah, because too many people, you know, they focus on the hard skills, you know, can they do the job or not? And it's not to negate them, right? right. Um, but if you have candidates that are similarly qualified, mm-hmm. you have to go with the one that is going to work with your personality type. Mm-hmm. And that requires a level of self-awareness on your part as well. Mm-hmm. So um, when you're thinking about um, the different types of interview questions and, you know, hypothetical scenarios, you have to be able to gain insight as to how they uh, communicate, how they receive feedback, how they give feedback, Um, you know, are they the methods of communication that they prefer, you know, are, uh, do they like emails? Do they like phone calls? You know, how does that work? Especially since we're remotely, you have to be aware of that because not everyone is going to respond, you know, to uh, a group text or. (laughs) um, Yeah, yeah. So. You know, asking those things is important. I think you're so spot on because there is nothing like a peaceful work environment. And if you if you're spending, um, you know, time not realizing how your leadership, uh, your leadership personality, your leadership traits, um, how they are in the world, um, 
then you're going to miss some really genuine opportunities when it comes to your new new team member um mm-hmm. and really just sort of paying attention to when it's when you're doing that interview process um the things that are happening in between the answers um yeah i i, I think that's yeah yeah yeah. (laughs) i mean because i just think about how um how different people tend to build their teams in terms of like plugging people in because they can do these skills versus you know for me it's really important that we have a general understanding of each other so that when it gets Mm -hmm. to this project that we can kind of navigate it navigate it together um yeah, I think you can just sort of save each other so much grief um, if you if you consider those things for sure. Um, I didn't mean to interrupt, but go ahead, go ahead. No, no, I mean I love it. I love to give feedback. I'm glad this is uh, insightful yeah. conversation. Yeah. Um, and so to uh, wrap up the question, the third thing that I would um, recommend that people know when they make a hire is to have an idea of where that position can go. Mm-hmm. You know, I know that sometimes it's largely dependent upon um, the person's you know skills and what they bring to the table and what the desires are and what their interests are but you have to you know have an idea of how um, that position can evolve because um, people want growth you know if you're hiring someone you want them to be you know invested in the company and its success and uh, committed to the overall vision you have to have a plan for them and you have to be able to communicate that plan or at least some possibilities for that plan and order to ensure longevity right mm-hmm. so I think that that's really really important and um, a lot of people focus on the here and now um, when people you know prospective applicants want to hear about their future (laughs) and uh, you know what that could look like so it's not saying that you have to have everything in stone but you do have to have an overall understanding of um, your organization and your business and positions that will need to be filled in the future Um, and so you know I work with a lot of my clients to create talent management plans that's what we call them Mm -hmm. and it's a component of a business plan so if you're you know formalizing everything and having a structure you have to have a plan for your people just like you have to have a plan for your profits um and so you know talent management plan is essential because it can give you a lot of clarity as well Mm -hmm. um because in uh, the steps that it takes to do that you know you have to kind of assess the gaps that are uh present right now you know the things that um you can do but you shouldn't be doing right as the uh, as the leader um the things that you just don't know how to do and that's fine too and the things that you just don't want to do right like so you have to ask yourself all of those questions and then you know uh plug in the gaps um with positions and people um and that takes you know effort that takes a lot of forethought and foresight and um so i recommend having that in place too um because if you make an immediate hire you know that's all well and good but at some point they're going to ask the question you know what's next and you have to have a list of possible answers for them um Mm -hmm. it's only fair if you want somebody around for the long haul yeah yeah i mean i think that is when it was time to you know leave school and you're applying for your first job that is one of the questions that they tell you to ask like what's the the future for this position or where do you see this in you know three to five years and so the idea that we need to as uh business owners as solopreneurs also be ready to respond to those questions is 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 great um yeah yeah i like that i like that (laughs) um and so I, i feel like we could be talking about this forever but you brought up some really good points um 
um, that I know people are chewing on right now. Um, so rather than drift off and and continue to ask you a bajillion HR questions, I'm going to pause. <laughs> Pause. Uh, and let's. I want to leave the interview with this, um, Courtney. How? What does minding my black business mean to you? Oh, I love that question. Um, so minding my black business really, to me, means that. Um, we're taking the approach, you know, as a black business owner myself that works with a lot of black businesses intentionally, that we're taking the approach to do things right out the gate, you know, that we are um, seeing ourselves as established business owners, that these aren't, you know, merely side hustles, that they're not, you know, just gigs or projects that we do in our spare time, um, that we are building sustainable businesses, that we're building legacies, that we are um, doing it with uh, an end game in mind um, in order to really establish something meaningful and make an impact um and that takes structure you know um i work with companies you know one of the prerequisites that i have is you know in terms of where you are in business it's like where do you see this going like have you done the things to establish yourself formally you know are you a sole proprietorship are you an llc you know do you have a business bank account like these are all things that um, my clients should have, one, in order to do business with me, because I am uh, an established business, but um, two, so they take themselves seriously. You know, it's um, really important that we are um, doing things the right way and building strong foundations from the start in order to make sure that we're profitable. You know, I have seen um, amazing ideas and services, you know, fizzle and burn out because people didn't take time to cross the T's and dot the I's and um, they got caught up. <laughs> and, uh, you know, before you know it, it was, uh, you know, uh, just a dream, you know, just a pipe dream that didn't come to fruition. Um, so, it's really about you know taking time, even in our current uh, community, um, thinking about the percentage of our businesses that received um, the stimulus package, you know, payouts. Yeah. And yeah. a lot of the filters were, you know, are do you have an EIN? Are you um, do you have employees on payroll? Do you mm -hmm. have you know like all of these things that we that we haven't necessarily bothered to get, you know, mm -hmm. um, but we call ourselves businesses, and so we want to make sure that um, we are establishing you know those things from the start and the first part of that before we even get to the paperwork is mindset you know you have to make the transition mentally from um, hustler right to entrepreneur and from entrepreneur mm -hmm. to CEO because those are different things mm -hmm. um, entirely and so um, it's it starts with how you see yourself and because that really speaks to how you'll be able to navigate the marketplace Mm -hmm. So um, when I think about minding my black business, I mean, when I'm, you know, minding my business, that means that I am focused on it. I'm giving it attention and effort. I am consistent mm -hmm. and um, I am, you know, doing things the right way. Like this is an actual business. I don't, um, and it's, you know, no shade to those that are in the beginning stages, mm -hmm, but, mm -hmm. you know, you have to ask yourself, like, is this just going to remain a hustle? And that's okay. Mm -hmm. You know, I am big on not having to monetize every single thing that you do, right. um, because sometimes, you know, the joy and peace you get from doing it is a reward enough. Right. Um, 
but when it comes to those that actually you know want to do business that want to consider themselves um you know an actual uh workplace, you know, and grow into those things, that means that you are, you know, getting it right. And you don't have to do those things right away. You know, um, uh, I just see people make that mistake too, right? Like they focus on uh, all the paperwork and then um, like two years in, they realize they don't even like what they're doing. So um, yeah. there's nothing wrong with, you know, testing the market first and, you know, seeing if there's an interest, seeing if it fits you because entrepreneurship is not for everyone. That's um, true. Yeah, once you, you know, make the decision, then you have to follow that up with action um, just to make sure that you're in position to receive, you know, everything um, that God has for you. So um, that's what I think of when I think of minding my black business, like you have to, um, you have to give it the effort and attention that it deserves. Um, and especially, like I said, as a black business owner that um, works with a lot of black business owners, like I want my clients to win. I'm very selective with the clients that I work with one-on-one. -on -one. And even when I think about the clients that take my master classes and workshops, like I follow up with them. You know, a lot mm -hmm. of people aren't, su <laughs> they're surprised, right? Like when they get a phone call from me and they're like, wait a minute, you're for, you're the one from the class? I'm like, yes, it's me. And right, I see that you right. took my class, like you filled up the survey. Um, I'm calling you personally to see if you've done Done the work like <laughs> you know um and so that level of accountability that level of you know that my magnifying glass um right. people aren't used to but that's what it takes that's what it takes you have to be able to do the work and a lot of people you know they start off strong but they don't mm -hmm. finish strong right mm -hmm. so mm -hmm. um it's really about what you finish and right. um this is a ripe opportunity for us to finish a lot of things that we've started. Mm -hmm. um, and so when you think about minding my black business, now is the time. Um, we have this downtime and once we've processed what that means, um, you know, to stay in the house, like mm -hmm. it's time to, you know, tackle that to-do list that, you know, dust it off, right? Uh -huh, uh -huh, <laughs> and, uh -huh. uh, revisit it and think about ways that you can actually be investing in your business. Um, a lot of solopreneurs, especially, um, get stuck in the trap of working in their business instead mm -hmm. of on their business, right. right? So they do like a lot of busy work. They're like, yeah, you know, I posted all this social media stuff today and, mm -hmm. you know, I answered some emails, whew, you know, all in a day's work. Mm -hmm. But my question is have you made any money today like have you done any revenue generating activity right um, and a lot of times the answer is no because they haven't taken time to define what that is because you can work nine to five in your business and still be treading water yeah. or losing money right, right. because you're right. paying for stuff out of pocket right. so um yeah, I have a lot of thoughts on that. In my you, you do, and I love it. And, <laughs> and I love that you go hard for us because we need it. Um, and, and I think, um, you know, I'm seeing a lot of things in terms of the, this time where people are um, almost like forcing people to work past their productivity points. Like, um, you know, now that you're getting it, this is gonna lead to another conversation, but I'm gonna, I'm gonna cut it off. I promise. But now that you, <laughs> now that you, now that you're getting, you know, this stimulus check, use that, invest that, and, and make a business and learn a language, and um, and 
So that's that's one thing, right? Where I'm, you know, as a therapist, I'm just shaking my head, just like y'all, mm-hmm. don't, why don't why? Um, and then other people who are taking this time to say, you know, I, you know, I'm a used therapist again. Where mm-hmm. um, even myself as an example, where I was only seeing clients in the office, had to do a quick mm-hmm. pivot uh, yeah. and and <laughs> uh, get some certification and some learning and some consulting and um, essentially kind of created a whole new private practice that was um that had a digital component um mm. and so you know their their business that's having to do that you know get a, di- a digital presence in terms of their goods and services where it mm. might not have been digital before and so um yeah I mean I think the idea of you know working for your business and versus in your business and are you generating income are all things that we need to you can miss all of that just because you know that you have this long list of things that need to get done. Well, of course I need to post a sale on Instagram and respond to emails, you know, like mm. uh, that you miss that you you're, you're in the water. So you can't even see that you're kind of going in a big circle uh, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> versus, you know, heading towards the shore. So yeah, yeah I think, I think you're, I think this is, this is golden. I think this is going to speak to a lot of folks um, and hopefully add to further reflection um, so that on the other side of this uh, coronavirus, when it's all said and done, you're feeling you're feeling pretty confident about where you're going with your business. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. Cause like you said, it could, it could go both ways, right? Mm-hmm. Like even thinking about your example, you know, building this digital private practice, you know, that's a huge accomplishment. So you have to think about the steps that it took to get there. And so when I'm working with um, clients or even prospects, one of the questions I ask is, you know, name all of those activities. Like if there's a significant shift that you want to make in your business, what is the learning curve to get there? Mm-hmm. And um, you have to be able to put a monetary value on your time, right. right? So when you think about building a digital private practice, you know, what tasks have the longest learning curve? Mm-hmm. And um, so how many hours of your time um, did you spend versus, you know, hiring an expert to just give them an hour of their time, you know, to just set you up so you'll be ready to go. Um, And I see that, you know, time and time again, one of my favorite personal examples that I like to share is um, my accounting for my business. You know, um, I can either take the time to really master QuickBooks, um, which is several hours and several days and several courses, or I could just hire a CPA and go live my best life and just know that my numbers are legit and come tax time I am in good hands um so there is a cost associated with the learning curve so there's nothing wrong with learning a new skill um for passports and purpose for example I learned how to build the site from scratch so um when you go to the store uh passportsandpurpose.com um everything on the site is something that I did and I'm very proud of it however it took me a good three to six months longer than it should have to launch the site um then yeah, and that's being uh, very conservative. So I could have yeah. got things done a lot faster right. um, if I just gave it over, you know, to a graphic designer. So when I talk to other entrepreneurs about um, hiring, it's from that perspective because mm-hmm. I 
been in their shoes. I can speak from both sides of the table. I'm not just, just coming in as an HR expert. I'm coming in as an entrepreneur that's still in their shoes, mm-hmm. having to make the decision whether to hire, um, being vulnerable enough to hire someone, right? Because you're trusting them with your vision and hoping that they get it right, right. Um, getting over control issues, getting over fears, you know, all of those things um, that can stand in the way of building a team I've experienced firsthand. So, you know, I take time to acknowledge those and as the obstacles that they are um, before we even get into the conversation of hiring someone. Mm-hmm. And so um, it can absolutely uh, go both ways. But to bring it back to the original point, there is a cost associated with the learning curve. Mm-hmm. But the first step in acknowledging that is acknowledging your time. Right. You know, we can say, yeah, you know, we have all this time. We can, you know, learn a new skill, do this and this and this. But is the you know, could you be making money instead, right? Like, so when it comes to, you know, setting yourself up digitally or, you know, like I said, learning QuickBooks, you know, I could spend hours on a course, but that time would be better spent, you know, making money and then having someone else um, handle that. So um, that is one of the breakthroughs that I always like to share um, because it requires thinking things differently thinking about things differently absolutely absolutely and we need people like you to help us do that um so thank you courtney for these gems (laughs) this has been great um and i love that this is recorded so now the audience can listen to this as much as they like um (laughs) and make sure they've um you know soaked up every little piece that you've shared with us but it has been a pleasure to have you on the show today so thank you so much for dropping by Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, You take care and the listeners can always reach out to me. I will absolutely respond to each and every message personally. So I look forward to hearing from all of you. I hope you enjoyed this episode as much as I did, family. We appreciate you listening. We need you to do us a favor. We need you to like, comment, and subscribe to the podcast. Also, join us in following the movement on our website at MindingMyBlackBusiness.com. There you can find our Minding My Black Business merchandise, and you can also find our digital academy. Now, our academy is the place where we are looking to expand our resources, particularly emotional wellness resources for black entrepreneurs. And we already have worksheets there, and we have more resources to come. You can follow us on our social media platforms. On Twitter, we are Minding My Black Biz. On Instagram, it's at Dr. Janae Taylor. And on Facebook, it's at Dr. Janae Taylor. So peace and blessings to us all. And when you're out there and they ask you what you're doing, don't forget to tell them, I'm Minding My Black Business.